Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction you want to go, find purpose, passion and mastery in all that you do. With Status Post Adulting. Hey, Status Post Adulting fam. This is Sammy. And Michelle. And you're listening to the 19th episode of Status Post Adulting, where we are going to be talking about the five people you surround yourself with. But first, let me check in with my co-host Michelle. How are you doing, Michelle? Hi, Sammy. I'm doing well. I went on a hike this weekend, which is pretty intense, so my body's pretty sore. I realized I'm in a pretty bad habit right now where every couple of weeks I'll do like an intense activity, hiking, hot yoga, surfing, acro yoga, but then I don't do anything in between. So I'm in the worst pattern of doing just a little bit of intensity that I like hurt myself (laughs) and then I don't really gain the flexibility or the stamina because I don't do anything in between. So I'm making a commitment to you, our listeners, as my people, my accountability buddies, that I am going to start exercising consistently. Love it, Michelle. And you are also making a commitment to me, your house partner slash room partner. And I will be sure to help you be accountable on that front. I, you know, don't worry too much about that. (laughs) But I love you, so I appreciate that. You're welcome. And in the world of Sammy, as you know, I had COVID in December of this year and my smell and taste situation has been on the, it's just not been there. Yeah, since December 2020, to clarify. To clarify, December 2020. And lately I've been noticing some smells coming back here and there. To be honest, I do think hot yoga has been helping my smell come back. So if y'all have people who are lacking smell, maybe worth a try since there's like literally like no evidence for anything else. Though not Sammy's medical opinion to clarify. Yes, this is my opinion as a friend. (laughs) A friend who cares. As a podcast host. (laughs) Exactly. Some smells have been coming back. That's good. Previously, a smell that was not there was poop. It's one of those things. You go to the bathroom, you're happy to release yourself just to clarify sammy as someone who's used the bathroom after you the smell was still there you just didn't smell it yeah you could say that for the past six months my did not stink in my opinion oh yeah she she thought her don't think and i thought to be fair i didn't think anybody stink and i was in the bathroom i noticed a smell that smelled similar to poop but different because i actually didn't smell the bad aspect of poop And the smell smelled like a gentleman's cologne, but not like a cologne I would like to smell. Let's just say it was like an on-sale Christmas cologne. And I was like very fascinated because something that normally smells terrible has some musky notes that could be appreciated by some. Wow. Yeah. What's the lesson there, Sammy? Finding the good within the bad? The lesson is sometimes you can mix good things and bad things together and then they just overall smell bad. So, Sammy, I'm really excited to go over this topic today, which is the five people that you surround yourself with. This idea is popularized by a lot of different thought leaders. We did a little bit of research, and it looks like the original person who 
said the statement was motivational speaker Jim Rohn. And it comes from this idea that you are the average of the five people that you surround yourself with, which basically means that if you look to who you spend the most time with, you are influenced by those people and you likely have similar politics, similar values, similar ideas of what you can achieve, your ambitions, all of those sort of things that make us as people and influence the way we think are oftentimes very, very, very related to the five people that are around us. Sammy and I wanted to take a look at that topic today because we really believe that it's so helpful to be familiar with this concept and start to think and question who are those five people and do they align with who I want to be? Exactly, Michelle. When we say that you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with, it really encompasses a lot of things. Like a lot of times, what we consider normal behavior, what we consider normal attire, what we consider a normal way to spend our money or our free time is defined by the people we surround ourselves with. Preach this. And because of that, we have to be super conscientious in determining who those five people are going to be. Because ultimately, we like to think that we're uninfluenceable. We're just this being that like is on our own and independent and not influenced by everything around them. But of course we are. You know, we are born into this world knowing nothing and we are shaped by the people around us. So we have to be careful about who we choose to be these people around us. Absolutely, Sammy. And it's interesting because we were talking a little bit about it. And in some ways you think about who those people are, but especially, you know, today in the 21st century, it's important to also consider the media that you consume. We spend so much time on our phones, watching television, listening to podcasts. I would even say it's important to consider, you know, what are the extra voices in your head? Are you spending a lot of time listening to certain people or watching certain things on television or, you know, the 50 ads that are coming at you on Instagram? Those are also things that I think, depending on how much time you spend on it, also influence who you become. Yeah, Michelle, you're completely right about that. I think one thing that's good about the whole media being a factor is that sometimes it can be easier to choose what media is in our life over what people are in our lives. So it's kind of nice that that's something we can deliberately be like, hey, I'm going to listen to these audiobooks, these podcasts, etc. to bring myself the kind of values, the kind of lifestyle that I would prefer. Whereas something like choosing the people is not always super easy. Which Sammy, I think, perfectly ties into our bigger point behind all of this, which is being really intentional about choosing those five people that are in your life. Before me and Michelle get into a framework for determining what kind of people you want around you, we think it's good to acknowledge the problem with just going with the default. A lot of times, we're more comfortable with what we're familiar with, what we grew up with, what we're commonly around. It's easy to default to that as like the normal for what we want to be surrounded by. Yeah, Sammy, when I think back to growing up, especially when I was, say, in college, I was easily influenced by what my friends were doing, what my peers thought were important. And maybe that's what I needed at that time to be able to expose myself to new ideas. But as I've grown older, I've definitely become a lot more conscientious about the fact that there's definitely a lot of diversity of thought and intention around me and understanding myself a little bit better so that I can align to that better myself. Yeah, definitely, Michelle. I think a big one for me, like in my early 20s, mid 20s, sometimes late 20s, was roommates. You know, roommates are people we live with. Sometimes we know them ahead of time. Sometimes we don't. 
sometimes they're like a friend of the friend acquaintance kind of situation. They have a huge impact on what we consider normal behavior, what we consider a normal thing to do with your free time. And I think it took me a little while to realize that, hey, I have to create space for myself to be myself, be my own person, and not just be whoever my roommate is. It's so true, Sammy. It's funny because I think roommates are the first time when you are living outside of your home and you start to realize what your family does that's normal or not normal and what they (laughs) do and their family does that's normal or not normal. And so it does give you that opportunity to see how different people live and understand how to live cohesively with somebody else. At the same time, a lot of times when I had roommates, if they were like, oh, I'm going to go do this, I would be like, oh, yep, me too. Let's go do this. And, you know, I think when I was younger, that was really helpful and putting myself out there and meeting new people. And that was sort of how I approached in my own like adulting way, how I approached meeting people and introducing people to my life. It was very default. It was my coworkers, the people on my team, the people that I would just run into. I was meeting a lot of people, but I wasn't really thinking too much about who was like influencing me. It was more just... Whoever I spent time with, I was spending time with. That's a really good point, Michelle. And I think about that and I think about how when we're younger, a lot of it is about bringing in as many influences as possible to get like more diversity of perspectives. And then when we become more ourselves and more authentically ourselves, a lot of it is about diving deep into that person that you want to be and that that person who is truly you. Definitely, Sammy. There's so much value in understanding that there are different people in this world and understanding that there are many people who think differently than you. But I do think it's important at some point in your life to really understand who you are, what your values are, and finding people that align with it and also challenge you to be better. Completely. I think maybe a counterexample to that, when I was in the workplace, if I got really fed up with work, I would sometimes attract people who we would just be really negative with each other because we kind of got that little bit of a high talking smack about our jobs and that might be fulfilling in the moment. But there were times where I felt myself getting into this negativity loop, which I don't think was healthy for me or them. And understanding that I'm generally a positive person and I want to generally have a positive energy helped me be more intentional to try and break that cycle. That's so true. And I think intentionality is a big other factor in this. Rather than the default setting determining who the five people you surround yourself with, status post adulting is really taking ownership of that and then determining who or what types of media you want in your life. So Michelle and I came up with a framework for how to think about what types of people, what types of media to include in your life. The framework is first starting out with determining what is your best self look like and what is your worst self look like. The truth is we're all different people and we all have different positive and negative traits. And I think it's really helpful, kind of funny, kind of fun to determine what do both sides of that look for you. Yeah, Sammy. I think an important thing is understanding that we all have a spectrum of who we are and who we can be. And a lot of times if we think about it, we do know what our worst self looks like and what our best self looks like. When we were doing this exercise, I was thinking about what my worst self looks like. And it's definitely somebody who is probably gossipy, enjoys celebrity gossip, can sometimes go down a rabbit hole when it comes to celebrity gossip, eating a lot of sugar, drinking, being negative. Those are all parts of me that I know if 
left uncontrolled could definitely rear its ugly head. And it's not the type of person that brings me happiness. It's not the type of person that gets energy. And so I want to not encourage my worst self. What I want to encourage is my best self, who I consider to be a caring person who loves to learn, that loves to take care of their body, that is positive and uplifting. Yeah, Michelle. That was a fun exercise. And I agree with you. Some things I found is my worst self is gossipy, criticizing others, judgmental, pretty much picturing this like some might say funny, but with cruel humor person criticizing and judging people with a glass of wine while watching television and eating a piece of cake. Just like <laughs> not really gluttony on a yeah, chair. Exactly. <laughs> gluttony, meanwhile, insulting other people, meanwhile, vain and self-centered, like a combination of all those things. Whereas my best version of myself would be like striving to be like a combination of Eckhart Tolle and Oprah and Tim Ferriss, someone who loves to like learn a ton of stuff. All those people mixed into one, just really like focusing on bettering myself, focusing on helping other people, meditating regularly, exercising regularly, being a place where people can come to confide in, people can come for comfort, and just also just being really in touch with myself. Yeah, Sammy, honestly, it sucks to admit because I don't think that I am my worst self. But when you put all those adjectives together, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm a terrible person. (laughs) And I don't think that's true. I don't think you're a terrible person. I don't think I'm a terrible person. Again, I think most people are on a spectrum. But it is important to understand like what your worst self looks like. Because my worst self is not somebody who like goes around kicking people off the street i don't know like i think it's also important to know like i'm never gonna i'm not too worried about falling down that rabbit hole we all have different worse selves i do know what things can get out of hand if i let them and i've seen those versions of myself come out before definitely and i think we all despise in others most those worst characteristics that are in us so oh that is so true yes it's an uncomfortable exercise but it's kind of hilarious and it's it's funny just to put like an image to that person All that to say, you've defined your best self and your worst self. And from there, I think that's how you can really determine what the five people or media sources are that you want to surround yourself with. Yes, Amy. And I would say the first step is evaluate who is your current top five. Mm -hmm. Who are the people that you're spending the most time with? Are some of those things, podcasts, books, Instagram feeds, etc. And then see, hey, what does this say about me? And then if you want to make any changes or tweaks, start to think about who or what you want to incorporate more of so that you're creating a squad of people that you know are encouraging your best self to come out. Yeah, like Michelle said, I think writing down those people really helps to see what's in your life right now. And it's a good exercise to do every few months because the people who surround you oftentimes change or you might start to incorporate another person. It's good to kind of reevaluate that every once in a while because we don't know how someone's going to be when we first meet them. And a lot of times we have to reevaluate, is this relationship still helpful for me? Is this relationship still becoming toxic? It's good to check in and see how things are going. For sure, Sammy. And it's easy to incorporate more things unintentionally. You start to spend more time at work. You end up being more influenced by someone new on your team, whatever it is. And it's good to self-reflect and say, okay, am I being honest about who the five people around me really are? And if I average those five people, do I like what I see? 
Exactly, Michelle. And for me, a lot of times that means reaching out to people who are not within my zip code or going to things like my Fi meetup groups or my meditation groups where I know I'm going to find like-minded people who I would not see unless I made an active effort to incorporate them into my life. I agree with that, Sammy. I've had times too in my life where I felt the need to diversify my group a little bit, where I looked around and I was like, hey, there's a little bit too much group think here. I need to make some changes to get a different perspective. And so whatever you need to do, whatever you think is important, there's no right or wrong answer. But I think that reflection and intentionality really helps to create a life that is very fulfilling. So what do you feel like are the takeaways this week, Sammy? Great question, Michelle. First of all, I hope all of you guys are excited to apply this to your own life. I would say the main takeaways are, one, acknowledging that the people you surround yourself with do influence your behavior and your value system. Two, write down who are those five people right now. And that includes things like media, podcasts, audiobooks, etc. Three, write down the best version of yourself and the worst version of yourself. Get an idea for what those look like. And then lastly, four, try to make some changes to align yourself with your best version of yourself and remove any toxic things in your life that are bringing you closer to the worst version of yourself. Well summarized, Sammy, as the world is opening up, as you start to incorporate more people into your lives, we hope that you find this exercise helpful for being very intentional to create an environment that really supports and enriches the best version of yourself. Thanks everybody for listening to another episode of Status Post Adulting. As usual, we are so, so, so grateful that you take the time every week and listen to our podcast. If you're new to our podcast, welcome. We'd love to hear from you. Feel free to send us a DM on our Instagram at statuspostadulting or send us an email statuspostadulting at gmail.com. We are very grateful that we are one of the voices that you choose to have in your life every week. Yes, and be sure to join us next time as we put down the rule book and rethink the status quo.